Hey friends, you're listening to a new episode of A's Thoughts, where we talk about the deep conversations and thoughts that I've had with myself, friends, family members, and even strangers. You'll get to talk to me, Ayana, your host, and some amazing guests on things that may challenge you, change your perspective, and encourage you throughout any season of life. We are so excited to be on this journey with you guys, and we hope that you enjoy this week's episode. Hey everybody, so this little intro is going to be a little different. I have tried to record this podcast twice. So first of all, I wanted to apologize between the extra large gap between the last podcast and now. It wasn't extra large, but it's larger than I intended because I did have this one written out, planned, and prepared. Um, But my sister had a stroke, which kind of threw my whole world upside down. It was a minor stroke. She's at home. She's recovering now. Um, so please keep her in your prayers. Thank you. Um, but that kind of pushed everything back. So now here we are to record this podcast for you, um, which I'm really excited about. I hope you're going to like, um, it may sound a little bit more or extra like preachy, not preachy, but like it's heavy on the Lord. Like, it's heavy on Jesus' side, which I don't mind. I love it. Um, But if you don't like it, that's okay. You can keep scrolling and see you on the next podcast. Um, But this is something that I think needed to be here, and I really wanted to share it. Even if it was just for me and to help me process something, this was something that I had been stirring up inside of me, this idea, message, concept, um, since one of our girls' nights at Steph's house um it has been stirring up in there and I was like oh I want to talk to this and then it was put to the test and after and still being put to the test I feel like it's something that other people should hear um so I'm gonna allow you to hear it and I hope that you like it and enjoy it and I'm excited for you to hear it um so yes, <laughs> I'm going to play a little advertisement from me and Miss Alley Girl, and then um, we'll jump right in. Hi friends, I'm Ayana. And I'm Allie. And we have created an Instagram page to help give you guys some mental health tips and tricks. Yeah, and we would really like you guys to take some time to go check it out and follow. You can follow us on Instagram at Seeds to Healing. See you there. So, the devil has plans. <laughs> Let's just be honest, okay? Um, to give you a little backstory, in September, um, I had a large health scare that many of you know. I was diagnosed with IIH, um, which is a brain disorder where um, you have extra pressure um, from fluid in your brain, so your body's not absorbing it. Um, For me, this affected my vision, my spine. I had very bad pressure headaches and a ringing of the ears. Um, I saw a couple of doctors and specialists and they sent me to the ER where I was officially diagnosed and then placed on medication. Um, The medication helped with my eyes, but made me the most depressed I've ever been. Um, It created a new level of suicide ideation for me. 
and I remember waking up crying and my depression was at the worst it's ever been um and I remember waking up crying just because I was awake um and I I remember just wishing I'm constantly wishing that I could just go to sleep forever and not have to wake up I just wish I could go to sleep forever and not have to wake up like I would say that every morning waking up crying I was doing the bare minimum I was in a lot of pain um on the medication it kind of got better before it kind of got worse before it got better and even when the pain subsided I'd still had this like deep depression um which was a side effect from the medication at least for me um, at the time I was seeing, a th- I was seeing my therapist and I told her that I wish I could sleep forever and never wake up, which in therapy terms is very, very serious. And the devil had a playground with not only my mind, but also my body. After overcoming this hardship and stopping the medication, I was reminded that the devil had a plan for me and he has one for you too. A plan to ruin your life and to keep you from what God has called you to. One thing I know for sure is that the calling God has for me in my life is great. And that's not to toot my own horn, but an understanding that when God calls you, it's great. Your calling from God is great, which means that the enemy's plan is kind of great too, to keep you distracted and as far as possible from God's calling. This began to rear its ugly head again when I started having these pressure headaches about five, six weeks ago. Um, This created a fear of what was going on and what was happening um, and how I was going to handle it. I remember the first time I had it, I was serving at our mid-event at our church, our mid-Wednesday event at our church, and it was before any of the kids got there and the pressure headache just came out of nowhere. And I had asked people if they had Tylenol. My friend came and she was like, oh, do you need Tylenol? And uh, one of the pastors came and I just remember I started crying. Uh, Not because of the pain, but because of the fear of what this meant. That it was coming back. Um, So yeah, it um, was really scary. And the truth is, um, I decided not to handle it. Um, because last time I tried, they did a spinal tap procedure three times and it didn't do anything. They failed at all three attempts. Um, it was the most painful procedure of my life and I've had a lot of them and, um, it was very traumatic. So my option at the time was to do nothing at all. And, um... Another time is a couple weeks ago, I went to go pick up my graduation regalia, which for a lot of people brought so much joy, and it was a sign of the finish line, and I had an anxiety attack in the parking lot because I have no idea what I'm doing after graduation. What does it look like after graduation? And it created a fear um, and anxiety, and I had anxiety in my car, an anxiety attack in my car in the parking lot. Um which was kind of weird. I I hadn't had an anxiety attack at school um, since the first time I was trying to walk to the bookstore. Um, That was the first time I had an anxiety attack and had to sit under a tree. So to have one again when I'm at the finish line um, 
was uh, very crazy. But after that, I was reminded of something that I told um, the ladies at the girls group social that my friend Stephanie Hi Steph runs. <laughs> we were talking about isolation and not feeling yourself. Um, when I stated that the devil can only rule where the light is not shined. And I went on to say what I meant by that is that when we keep our struggles of our minds quiet, it can turn into a playground for the devil. Um, so when you're struggling, whether that's with depression, anxiety, fear, bad thoughts, like whatever that is, a bad habit, as long as it's private, um, and there's no light on it, and it's kind of like this dark secret, the enemy has a hate, like a heyday with that. It becomes his like personal jungle gym. And I believe that, especially for me, the depression and everything is just continues to get worse and dark and twisted because there's no light there so he rules he like sits over it and um as as long as we're not bringing it to god or to other people bro's like running rampant um he's probably like climbing up the ladder going down the slide telling you all of these things and for him there's no worry because there's no light being shined on it so we're just like letting him have a heyday i'm talking a heyday okay having a jungle gym he rules in this area because there's no light shining on it um and when we do open our mouths to god and our support system we're shining lights on it so the devil has no choice but to flee um i believe that when he starts these things and we open our mouths of hey i'm struggling with this or hey i feel this Hey, I feel really depressed coming on. I feel a fear of this. Um, I feel anxious about this. Not only to God, one, but also to people. Like, God uses people. I Sometimes I think we forget that and we think if I just bring it to God, it's fine. But God also uses people. And for me, like, what I think, what better way than to bring God and the people he created and put in my life to help me. I know that I can go to my group and say, hey, I have fear of, I have no idea what I'm doing after graduation. And I have a very large feel of failure of being this far and not doing anything, working this hard and not doing anything. This is my fear. When I bring it to them, they're praying for me. They're pouring life. They're speaking life into me. Um, excuse me, they're helping me in any way that they can. They're helping me look over my resume, all of these things. Like, they're pouring into me. And, like, when all of this is happening, they're shining light in that area. So the devil has no, he can't go down the monkey bar. He can't go along the monkey bars or down the slide when there's light shining on it. Because it's casting him out. He has to go. Right? He has to go. When we tell God, when we tell people, when we allow God and our support system to pour into us, to tell us truths, to help us, to support us, to do what the community, what the church is called to do in our lives, he has no choice but to let go. Right? Or at least that's what I think. Okay? Um, <laughs> that's what I like to say. Um, yeah, so I, I started telling people 
Um, I started telling people when I felt a certain way. Sometimes I feel like I could be a little negative nan sometimes, but so warn people or ask them like, hey, um, can I vent? Can I tell you? Not vent, like, I don't use the word vent. Vent, I like ask them like, well, I think I used it one time with a couple of people, but like, can I say something? Um, I, I need your help. Um, I need this. And if they say that they have the capacity for it or like, yes, then I can go into it. Um, an example of this is, um, I had a group chat with three people, um, because last Thursday I got a text from my mom stating that my sister was in the hospital. Um, because my mom found her unresponsive, um, and that she was okay, but she was in the hospital. And so actually what had happened was my sister went un, un, um, responsive twice in my mom's arms. Um, they got to the hospital, almost had to put, um, the tubes and stuff in before my sister came to, um, my sister had a minor stroke due to the pressure that was in her brain. Um, she had a lumbar puncture done, a spinal tap done. They, pull, they pulled four um, containers of fluid from her back and her pressure score was at a 90, which is extremely high. The pressure was so high that that's what caused the stroke. Um, and it wasn't out of anywhere. My sister had been to um, five hospitals in 10 days, um, because of how bad she was feeling and she was in so much pain. And I remember calling my mom just a couple of days before, you know, just say hi and check in on them. And, um, she was in the background crying in pain, uh, which broke my heart as an older sister. Like I was not okay. And, um, I remember texting them, I had a doctor's appointment that same day, so I was already going to text them to be praying for me because I am trying to get my IIH disorder under control and um, do it right this time and not run from it because running from the medication or whatever procedure would be next if I don't want, like if that um, is causing a big issue with my mental health, I don't want to run from it. I want to figure out another solution because the pain is um, really bad. So I was already going to ask them to pray for me. And then when my sister had the stroke, my mom sent that message. I sent it to them and I was just like, pray for her more. She needs it. And I had a friend call me and um, I wanted to just be like, I'm fine. But in my brain, I was not fine. In my brain, like, the devil was having a heyday. Like, a complete heyday, honestly. Um, and I decided that I was going to tell somebody. Because I remembered what I told the girls. And I didn't want him to have a playground there. Um, so I told the girls that... Um, Another girl, sorry, one of my friends called me and I told her. And I just told her that I know that I know knowing and feeling are different and I know feelings aren't facts, so I know this isn't factual. But everybody keeps talking about how big of a calling God has in my life. But if it comes at the expense of my family, I don't know if I could do it. 
And then I just burst into tears and we had this long conversation and um, it was able to shine a light on an area that I hadn't talked about before. And um, the calling God has for you is great. And I don't just say that to be like, oh, it's great. No. When God calls you to do something for his kingdom, it is nothing but great and literally serving the God who created everything you see. He created the heavens, the oceans, all the animals that we haven't discovered yet. Like all of this he's created. So when he calls you, he calls you to something great. Which means that the devil's plans are like also, like I said earlier, kind of elaborate. Like, I, I, so my sister, I don't know if I said this already, but my sister was diagnosed with IIH, um, which is the same brain disorder I have. One, IIH is a rare brain disorder. Two, it's not, um, genetic, like genetically passed down. So the fact that we're sisters and we both have it is like off the charts rare, Right. So how, my thing is how crafty does this man have to, man, how crafty is the devil that he would give my sister the same thing and I have to watch her strive in pain and I'm telling my mom this is what she has. I know it because it's the same thing I do and the doctors not believe it. The doctors not want to test for it. The doctors want to overlook it. She went to five hospitals in 10 days. And all of them told her. They sent her home saying that there's nothing not to come back because there's nothing they can do. It took my sister having a stroke to get an answer for them to run tests, for them to do a lumbar puncture and get the pressure number reading from her spine fluid. Like, I, I know that God knows me and I also know that the devil watches me. Which means he knows me too. Not as well as God knows me, right? Because God knows me. He has a future for me. He has a plan for me. But the devil's been watching me since I got on here. Since I've given my life to Jesus, he's been all eyes on me. And so for me, I know that he knows my family is my Achilles heel. I would do anything for my younger siblings. I don't know if that's an older sibling thing. It's very much how we were raised. But for me, like if my sister would have told me, come back to Colorado, I need you, I would have left everything. would have left everything and moved back to Colorado and not felt bad for it. I would have stopped school. I would have dropped out. I would have done everything and not felt, not felt bad for it, not one bit. Not the tiniest bit because my sister needed me. Like That's how we are in my family. And so being out here while she was going through, I'm the only sibling that lives more than like 45 minutes away. Um, all, all my younger siblings live in Colorado and I live in California. And um, the hardest thing was being so far away from her when all this was happening. I literally called my mom every hour, every couple of hours, every hour, every 30 minutes to get updates because my mom was like oh I'll text you guys updates and it wasn't fast enough for me so I was constantly calling what are they saying what are they doing what happened to the test what what's this what this what this like what's going on um because I hated 
hate, honestly, loathed the fact that I was so far away. Like, I still asked her, today's her birthday, the day that I'm recording this on, which is March 7th. And I even asked her today, do you need, do you want me to come? Do you need me to come? Like, I can figure out a way to make a trip this weekend. Like, what do you need? What do you, like, what is it? Um, and in this moment of watching her suffer and stuff, I would have done whatever it took to take all of the pain and put it on myself. I would have done whatever, um, I had to, to do that. Um, because watching her in that space and seeing all the things and knowing a fraction of the pain she was going through, because again, like she had a stroke because of it and my age has been bad and in a flare-up and it was bad before but never to that extent uh, so i yeah i would have done anything um but i also know that he knows that and so i had to be honest with my friends when they asked me how are you doing I had to be honest with them. I'm not doing good. I'm not doing great. I feel this way. I know feelings are not facts and I had to allow them to pour into me and I had to take it. Don't just allow people to pour into you and let it roll over you and off of you. Take it. Absorb it. Um, I had a friend, um, Tierra, made me a playlist and I played that and I worshipped to that. Um, and I spoke healing and blessing over my sister. And um, I think this was like the, let me tell you, the hardest I've ever gone in about anything. And I've gone really hard about a lot of things um, in prayer and in worship and all those things. But this was like no other. From For her, it was like no other for me. Um, but like, he watches you. Like, he may not know you like God knows you, but he be knowing you. D please don't think he doesn't know where your playground, where he can make it a playground. Where you might be afraid to take it to God or to other people. Um, where you may stumble, where you're easily tricked. Where you're easily distracted. Um, like, he knows, you know? He knows. And, um... I don't know about y'all, but I I have too much kingdom work to do to let him win. I have too much work to do to let him win. And that's not like a cocky, I'm going to do all this. No, I have, I have too much kingdom work to do. My God has called me to too much to play around and let this devil have a playground in my mind. And think that the God of the universe, the God that created everything, can't create a way out of this. This, Like the God who made land and water, the God who made day and night, can't create a way around IIH disorder. Can't create a way of healing from a stroke for my sister. The God... Um, that created man and all the animals can't create a way out of depression for me 
And by all means, please hear me when I say this. I'm going to school for social work. Like after this, I'm getting licensed. I'm literally going to be a therapist. Um, when God breaks chains, especially when it comes to mental health, so fear, anxiety, depression, sometimes we need, um, we'll have to sweep up the debris. And so you'll find yourself falling into the same habits. It's not because you're not healed from it. Um, but because those are the habits that you know you need to form new ones. So get into therapy. See a counselor. So that way you can start to sweep up the debris. Because at that point it has no hold over you. But it's created a pattern. And so break the pattern. God's breaking the chains. Sweep up the debris. Break the pattern. And get onto where God has you for you. And that's done by therapy. Um, and remember that sometimes, like, God's in the people. God's healing is through people. So, therapy, just like God's healing is in the medicine. I believe that the spinal tap save was one of the things that saved my sister. Um, I don't think that was just a science thing. I think that's a God thing because he created the person who created the spinal tap. He put that in their mind to create Spinal Tap. So even if it could just one day save my sister, but save a bunch of people. Um, so yeah. I mean, you can't tell me that there's like one thing. You're telling me the God who created everything can't create a way out of your situation? Literally. The God who created the smallest insect and the largest animals the animals that we're barely finding and still haven't found you're telling me he can't create a way out of it remember feelings aren't facts you can feel some way and know something can be aligned with it i tell you i don't feel like god has a plan a hundred percent of the time but i know he does and that's where i align I'll stand in the knowing that God has a plan. Even when I don't feel it, I know he does. Because that's his truth. He's shown up for me time and time again. Created crazy ways. Like if I could be on a burning, like I feel like that's what my life is. Me on a burning train and God picking me up and out every time. Through the most creative ways, through the most simplest ways. So I know no matter what plan the devil stirs up and thinks he can make a playground out of, that I serve a God who will shine light and create a way out. So that's my podcast for the day. The devil may have a plan for you. He may want to rule and run rampant in an area. But shine light on it through God, through his people, through the church, through your support system. And allow God, the creator, to create a way out. Don't sing the songs on Sundays or in your car that he's a creator. And not allow him to create a way out. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> I love you guys bunches. And I'll see you in the next podcast. Bye.
All right, friends, what an episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, for tuning in. Um, We'd love to hear what you guys are thinking. So make sure to um, rate and subscribe and also comment any thoughts that you have wherever you listen to this podcast. We're so excited um, just to go on this new journey with you. We hope that you enjoy it. If you have any topic requests and or you would love to be a guest, find us on Instagram at A's underscore thoughts. That's A-Y-S underscore T-A-S. H-O-U-G-H-T-S. Let us know what topics you think, what you thought about the podcast, and if you would love to be a guest, message us on there. We would love to have you. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.